Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be episode 10 of the podcast and my complete rewatch of Survivor. So I'm getting to the home stretch of Borneo right now. I will be covering the last two episodes prior to the finale today. That way, in episodes 11 and 12 of the podcast, I can really dive into the finale, talk about everything that goes on with the final four onwards, um, and just know the legacy of these players, the legacy of Borneo and everything that happens, you know, following this huge momentous finale. So let's set ourselves up for success here, and let's talk about episodes 11 and 12, Long Hard Days, and I believe it is Death in the Alliance. So we we pick up a Long Hard Days, episode 11, with the Tagi tribe, I guess not the Tagi tribe, but the uh, the Tagi four reeling from their closest call yet. They're coming from the final seven, where where Rich, you know, really had a clutch immunity. He was able to to win that immunity at seven, where Sue and Kelly may have flipped on him, but because Rich won and they and they didn't really want to flip on Rudy or Sean, they end up voting out Jervis, leaving Colleen as the last Pagong member standing. Um, everyone is kind of getting a bit crabby. They're starting to miss home. They're miserable on the island, um, and Colleen is is getting pretty beat up. We see her legs are have a lot of marks on them, a lot of gashes, and she's really struggling with the physical physical aspects. And now she doesn't have any of her teammates to comfort her anymore. So we get a confessional from Colleen that says, "I'm the last survivor of the Pagong tribe. I'm a dying breed. Pagong gets picked off one by one. That's obvious." Now I'm very confused at where alliances stand, and I think they're confused at where alliances stand. Rich and Sue are promising one thing to Sean, promising another thing to Kelly. Sue and Kelly are promising one thing to Rich, promising another thing to Sean, and then Rudy just sits back and watch it all happen. So we, we get there's some really interesting dynamics here at the final six that we have a Toggy for, but they're starting to realize that they might not be as solid as they, as they would have wanted to, and they're, they're utilizing Sean as a number. They might potentially use Colleen as a number, and they're already kind of pinpointing Kelly as a pretty big threat here. Um, Sue and Kelly are kind of a pair, but there is some sort of disconnect there. Um, as Kelly, you know, was was trying to jury manage. She was trying to get in with the Pagongs. Um, and Sue says, you know, Kelly's staying in the alliance at this time, but she's trying to make herself look good to the other team in case it comes down to the end. And she's one of the last two standing. She'll be like, oh, I didn't align with them. I didn't align with them. And we're like, this time, no, baby doll. You're not going to look good. And Kelly says... I'm here to play the game. I'm going to play the, the damn game. I don't give a rat's ass what people think about me. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I know who I am, so who cares? So, you know, I don't think Kelly really knows what she's doing here. I think she's just trying to be rebellious. She's trying to, you know, say that she's not in this alliance. And we kind of start to see, like, the immaturity from Kelly really coming out here because she is only 22 when this season is happening. And, you know, Colleen is, is doing the complete right play here. She's sitting back. She's letting things kind of crumble around her. And, and people are starting to see both her and Shauna's assets to the group. You know, Rich is getting paranoid as to how his endgame is going to shape up. You know, Sue is also kind of playing that chess match. Rudy wants to lock up a final two with Rich, and, and that's a really good move for the both of them. And Sean is also trying to maneuver. Everyone's trying to figure out what the best path is. And, you know, that's great news for Colleen. She's going to sit back. And I, I was really impressed by Colleen in this episode. Um, as, I, as I mentioned in the last um, last episode where we talked about episodes 9 and 10, I do think Colleen definitely thrives once Greg leaves the game. I, I don't think we were able to see how much of a 
good player she could be. Um, but, you know, in these last two episodes, she she does really good. You know, she, once Greg leaves, she's trying to get something going with Jenna. Um, her and Jervis, you know, try to pull over Kelly and, and Sue, but it doesn't work because of her twins' immunity. So there's some really good stuff going on from Colleen here. And I, I do like how she plays from the bottom. And I think given a good chance, she probably could be a very good player. Um, so Sean has a confessional. There comes a point where you have to turn code a little bit be a little bit more strategic, a little bit more self-preservative. It's a serious contest. There's a lot of money at stake, and I better start treating it that way. No one's here just to make friends and shake hands and have relationships for the rest of the time. So, you know, everyone is starting to play this chess game. They're starting to try to position themselves in the best spot possible. Um, so they get a, a, a note, some tree mail about the reward show, and Colleen kind of has a funny meta moment where she... I was excited to be on a game show with trivia, and then she realizes she's already on a game show, so that was kind of a funny moment, um, and they're, they're preparing for this reward, so it's a quiz show, it's a pretty tight race between the guys and Colleen, but, but Sean and Rich end up in the final showdown, Sean wins and gets to choose one other person to join him for breakfast on the yacht, um, initially he had promised Kelly, and she, she does believe she's going, but uh, when he has to invite someone, he asks Rich if he wants it, and Rich's like, no, don't look at me, like, it's not my decision, um, he asked Kelly if she wants it, and she's like, you know what, don't pawn this off on me, it's not my decision. So Sean then invites Rich, and then leaves. Um, and so, you know, this was a weird reward by Sean, because typically when you have even an overnight reward, or a reward when you leave camp, you're you're with someone, or you're with a couple people. This is a, like a peculiar reward that we're not going to see very often, where one person just leaves camp for like a day. Um, and you know, in, in at first glance, this might not be a very good thing for him, right? Because you're missing the strategy, you're missing everything. But the thing is, in this scenario, I think it is actually a, an advantage for Sean because everyone is getting so sick of each other. No one can stand each other. And everyone is just like, they're just firing at each other, right? They're just trying to pick a target. So Sean kind of being out of the line of fire might actually be a good thing for him. Um, and it may, maybe not necessarily good, but I don't think it's a bad thing for him. The fact that he is not present, the fact that he cannot worsen his game anymore. Um, so Sean gets to meet the captain of the boat, um, who turns out to be his dad, which was a nice moment. Um, and I'm assuming that the dad kind of just showed up um, because Sean doesn't meet him until like the evening. Um, and otherwise, his dad is just kind of sitting on the boat waiting while Sean gets like these massages and, and has these like gourmet buffets. So I'm assuming that the dad probably just showed up as soon as um, as soon as Sean met him. Um, so, you know, Kelly is is getting pretty cheese with Sean back at camp. Uh, she she wants Sean to get a backbone. Um, it irks her the way that she tried that he tried to put it on her um, and, and pawn off this decision. Um, so Kelly is, is cheese with Sean and when Rich goes to breakfast and, and everything and you know Kelly's like, you know, he's gonna have to deal with Wigglesworth when he gets back and yada yada yada. So Kelly is pretty vocally upset and vocally cheesed with Sean. Um, but Jeff ends up coming in the morning and picking up Rich for breakfast to go with Sean. Um, and, you know, so him and Jeff kind of go out on the boat to the yacht. Um, and, you know, there's a really weird line that, you know, Rich and Jeff kind of pull up past the boat and they see Sean standing with another man. And, and Rich is like, oh, yeah, that's the captain. And Jeff is like, that's his captain, all right. It's like, why, why did you have to say that, like, that, Jeff? Like, I don't understand what why um it was just such a weird line from jeff and such a weird delivery 
Um, but you know, Sean and Zad are having like nice and jovial conversations while Rich is like scarfing down all of this food. It was a funny scene. Um, and Rich is just kind of nodding and answering questions if he has to, but for the most part, he's just chowing down while Sean and his dad catch up. Um, Colleen notes that, you know, this is probably a strategic move by Sean. Maybe he's in trouble and he probably should have, like, calling Rich was the right move, right? Bringing Rich along was probably the right move because Rich is the power player. If you can get in good with Rich, then that's probably good for you, right? If you can show Rich that, hey, I'm a number for you, I'm on your side, then Rich is going to use that. You know, Rich is fully in this chess game and he wants, um, like, he, he's going to take Sean up on his offer, at least for this one vote. Um, so Sean brings his father back and, and he pulls out like care packages for everyone. And I was just so amazed. Like, um, you know, there's the crackers, there's raisins, there's magazines, there's clothes. Like how easy is the season in terms of survival? Like Sean's dad is just coming with like boatloads of food. Um, there's a funny scene where Sue's asking Sean's dad about the stock market and like what's going on in college playoffs. Like, how are my stocks doing? Uh, and he's she's like upset when Sean's dad can't answer all of her questions, which was a really, really funny scene. Um, Rich got like an, a printout of an email chain between his friend and her husband, which was kind of strange that he like talks about like, I'm getting to read their emails back and forth between this married couple. Just so strange anyways. So let's move on to the immunity challenge here. This one's called Walk the Plank. Um, and they're just standing on a plank, like a couple planks, um, the, the width-wise of a couple planks just standing there. And then Jeff will slowly decrease the width of the platform. They're there for an hour pretty easily until Jeff comes and makes their platform thinner. But it was still pretty easy, you know, like their feet can fit on the platform pretty well. They're singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Um, I mean, Rich is singing it. Uh, Colleen is just straight up yelling it at Probst. Like, Rich is just saying, you know, like casually and harmlessly. And Colleen is just like yelling it at Jeff, which is so funny. Um, and, you know, at that point, you know, Rudy just jumps off. He just cannot take it anymore. It's funny. Um, Rudy, or sorry, Rich was still singing for a bit, but in his dramatics, he kind of falls off. Um, and Rich says, you know, it's funny Colleen's trying when she's not the one that they're aiming at. Kelly has no idea that she is the one on the chopping block. So it kind of makes me ask a question. Like, is this supposed to be the first three to two to one vote? Um, you know, is that what Rich had going here? You know, was the original plan for Rich, Rudy, and Stu to vote Kelly? Then maybe Kelly and Sean vote Colleen and then Colleen vote someone else? Like, was that what Rich was planning? We don't hear that, but potentially that's what he's thinking, right? He's definitely aiming at Kelly here, not Colleen. Um... But Kelly and Colleen do end up being the final two. Um, Colleen asks Kelly if she's getting voted off, but Kelly kind of gives some not-by-me speech. Um, and then after about two hours and 24 minutes, Colleen falls off and Kelly wins. So Kelly says again, she's done with this alliance, she doesn't care about it, she's voting her conscience, she wants to be true to herself. Um, and Colleen says Kelly was a double agent, um, and talking to the Bagong people, really trying to get in with them, and then relaying everything they said back to her teammates. And then everyone's kind of positioning themselves for this next tribal. Um, you know, Sean, Sean says, you know, Pagong people, they might not like Kelly as much as she thinks that they do because they know that she was playing a double agent. Kelly gives some BS about how she's voting strategically and she doesn't want to be in the alliance anymore. And it's just a broken record from Kelly. She thinks that she's some cutthroat player, but I really don't see it. Um, Sue says, you know, she's feeling pretty hurt from Kelly. She thinks that they had a friendship going. Uh, she really did, but when she turns around and sees someone starting to dig a knife into the backside, it really just pisses her off. So tensions are definitely rising between Kelly and Sue. 
Um, and it'll be really interesting to see where this vote goes, right? Um, at this tribal, Jeff asks John about his choice to bring Rich, and he tries to give some nonchalant answer. Um, Kelly does take exception um, in, in the fact that he promised her to bring her along, so that's a hot topic at the tribal council. Sean says, you know, he's paying Rich back for all the fish that Rich provided. Kelly is not happy with that response, but I think this is not a bad call from Sean. Just pawn it off. Just say it was something other than what it was. Um, and Jeff kind of, he kind of diminishes Rich's game here, which I think is, it, it helps Rich and hurts him. Um, and he says that the only thing that saved Rich was Sean's alphabet strategy because they were able to use that um, to decide who to vote off. Um, and again, I don't think this was just an alphabet strategy from Sean. I think it was definitely intentional that it was all Pagong members. And then once the Toggy 4 picked up to it, they were just, they just followed along. So I don't think it was coincidence. Um, I, I definitely think Sean was an asset to Rich's game for sure. But it was not just a lucky, lucky pick that they voted for the same people that Sean did. Um, and Colleen thinks she is next. And, you know, it's going to get nasty after she leaves. And unfortunately, she is right on both accounts. Um, she ends up getting voted out in a 4-2 to two vote here. The Toggy, or sorry, Rich, Rudy, Sean, and Sue all vote for Colleen, and Colleen and Kelly vote for Sean. So, you know, th this is a continuous pattern of Kelly saying, I'm done with this alliance, I'm done with this alliance. That, however, she has voted for Sean, I believe the last two votes, um, maybe even the last three votes, because I think she votes for Sean at 7, and she votes for Sean at 6. Actually, at, at 7, she, she did go and vote for Jervis. So... She's now going to vote for Sean three out of four times in a row when she has said that she's done with the Alliance. She has never actually casted a vote against any of the Toggy Four despite her saying that she's done with this Alliance and she's ready to cut it off. So that's why I'm kind of getting annoyed with Kelly here because she thinks that she's some cutthroat player who's like breaking away from the Alliance, but she's like completely petrified to do anything or make any sort of move. And we're going to see that come again at five, right? Um, they had a, they have a huge opportunity now because you know these odd numbers we see it a lot from from Tony, um, Tony and both Kagiya and when is at war that these odd numbers nine seven five this is the time to make a move because you know we have the numbers we we don't need a tiebreaker or anything like that. Um, and they had a chance at seven. Unfortunately, Rich won immunity. They're they're going to get another window at five here, and it'll be interesting to see what they do here. So Sue says, you know, sorry, Colleen, but if Kelly did not have the immunity color on tonight, she would be gone and not you. Colleen says, I had a lot of fun and the past week was actually the hardest part of this whole thing. I'm excited now for the next step. I want to sit in the jury box. If I came to this game on Toggy's team, I think I could have won. I'm just going to say, it, you know, no harm in saying it now after I've been kicked off and I didn't win, but I think I could have won. And I think she's right. I think if she comes in on the right side of the numbers, I think she has the social chops, she has the challenge uh, prowess. I think she has a lot of potential and I definitely see where people are coming from when they are impressed with her gameplay. Um, and, you know, there was actually a hidden reward that wasn't shown on the TV where they had to guess their weight, um, and Colleen ended up winning a chocolate bar, and the fun fact of the episode is that um, with Colleen winning this reward, it is the last time in Borneo that someone other than Kelly will win a challenge. And that's it. So in terms of this this first episode, episode 11 here, uh, Long Hard Days, the MVP, I, I do think was Sean. I think Sean made some good moves to preserve his game. It was the right call voting with Rich, and, you know, who knows? that he's now positioning himself to be a swing vote between two alliances and maybe he can he can get rudy and rich and take a shot at the girls maybe he can get kelly and sue and vote out the guys so i do think objectively sean's in the best position we're going to see that that starts to crumble a bit 
Um, and LVP, you know, I'm going to continue to dunk on Kelly. I think she played this so poorly. She's going to continue to play poorly. And, you know, just to note, like, I'm not one of those people that completely discounts immunity wins. I do think it's somewhat impressive, like, especially like final immunity. If you need that, I'm not going to discredit you. But you want to be in a position where you don't need immunity, right? If immunity was not a thing, you want to be in a position where you are not relying on that. And Kelly wins four straight immunities here. And every single time she would have been the one voted out. So, you know, I, I can I can look past it when you're kind of, when it's the final immunity. You know, if you're someone like a Boston Rob and you've dominated the season, you haven't needed immunities, but you need that final one, then sure that that's fine. If you're or if you're someone like, you know, th- these big winners that need one more and they like or someone like Chris and Vanuatu, right? They just need one immunity, sure, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, but if you need four immunities from final six on and every single time you would have gone home. That's tough, man. Um, and that means there's some serious flaws in your game. Um, and, you know, you should just really not depend on that. So I, I do have respect for challenges, but I don't have respect for people who just went out. Um, so now let's get on to episode 12, Death of an Alliance. Um, Rich says, you know, he doesn't consider Tagi or Rotana a thing anymore. It's just an individual game. It's just a group of 16 people, four of whom were in an alliance with him and a bunch of other ones. Um, and now it's a fully individual game. Everyone is trying to cut deals with everyone. Everyone is scrambling. Um, it, you know, this is what Colleen said would happen. You know, they're just dropping a bunch of things on the floor and seeing where they land. Um, you know, we get a small quote from Rich that Sean has tried to convince him to vote out Sue, which is not the worst plan in the world. And if this is actually what Sean had pitched, I think, you know, credit to Sean for actually recognizing that this was a move. Um... You know, everyone is scrambling. Everyone, Rich is telling Kelly it's Sean. Rudy is telling Sean it's Kelly. Everyone is just scrambling. Um, Sue and Kelly continue to have have some conflict here. Um, you know, Sue is mad at Kelly for kind of betraying the alliance. Kelly is just going to be mad at everyone because she thinks that she is, is top stuff here. Um, and, you know, Kelly tells Rich when she's trying to vent here that there have been schemes to vote Rich off. And, you know... I don't know if this is the best move to let Rich know that, you know, they're targeting him because now he's going to scramble. Now he's going to he's going to be super paranoid. And I think that's the last thing you want to do with a player like Rich is let him know that you're on to him. Let him know that you perceive him as a threat because, you know, again here, Kelly doing this just makes him aware that, you know, they are targeting him. And now Kelly is gone and Sean might be Sean is going to be gone next. And and if, if Kelly, sorry, Kelly is the target and if she did not win immunity she would have been gone and sue is going to be right next after that um so she's trying to make her vote at sean look like some noble move like she saved rich but it's like you you see this is where that half measure comes in right you didn't want to vote with toggy but you didn't want to vote against toggy so you just voted for sean and don't act like it's some sort of noble move because rich could have gone home at eight right if, if sean does not vote with them you know it's a tie and who knows where the votes land after that so she's trying to make her throne vote look like some noble move which i found you know kind of irritating um and so yeah that's day 34 so day 35 um they get a bucket of mud they're told to dig in and they're given instructions to go to the famous pagog mud volcano um and you know it's a classic gather up as much mud as you can challenge um and we get you know a weird wide variety of music accompanying as we watch these survivors dive into the mud um you know i don't want i don't want to dunk on kelly i really don't but she just has a huge clump of mud on her head basically carrying it on her head 
It is not on her. It is not in her clothes. It's just a pile of mud that she's carrying on her head, which I don't know how that's allowed. Um, and she just straight up just dumps what's on her head into the bucket. Um, and and that gives her the, the narrow win over Sue and Sean, which I thought, you know, I don't know how that's allowed. But Kelly ends up winning the reward here. Um, she's going to continue this challenge streak for a bit. And she's able to go to a bar with Jeff Probst and grab a drink and watch the first episode of Survivor. So she gets some food. She gets to chow down on a massive plate of pasta as, you know, they're both grabbing some beers. They're hanging out at the bar. And, and Jeff is able to talk to Kelly about her strategy. Kelly tells him, you know, she doesn't trust anyone, how she feels bad about being, or how she doesn't feel bad about being cutthroat, how she wants to mend things with Sue and so on. So, you know, um, that's kind of the, the main dynamics as we move into this next immunity challenge. Kelly and Sue are, you know, they're on edge. They've, they've said that they're going to be civil around each other, but they are not friends any, anymore at this point. Um, in episode five, it looks like we have a, we definitely have a tight two between Rich and Rudy, and then everyone else. It's kind of fair game from there. Sue kind of seems to be in with Rich and Rudy. It looks like they kind of have a three-person alliance there, but for the most part, everyone besides Rich and Rudy are is for themselves. They keep on like so. Kelly and Sue keep on saying on day thirty-six that they've patched things up. Um, Kelly says that Sue and her have patched things up, and that you know um, they're they're on good terms, but it definitely does not seem like that. Um, I guess Sue told her that she's going to have an alliance with Rich instead of her. Um, and Kelly just says, you know, fine, play the game. So it looks like that three is tight. You know, the Sue, Rudy, Rich contingent. Um, and this was Sue's plan. I don't know when she says it. Um, I think she's going to say it in this episode, if not the last episode, that Sue, her plan is ride this three and then win an immunity. Which, you know, given that we know how this challenge is going to play out, it's not a bad thing. Like, I definitely think Sue could win that immunity. I'm not sure if she wins over Rich or Rudy. That's that's the tough thing. Um, so I'm like I'm not sure if that's the path to to win, but I definitely think it's it's not a bad choice to do that. Um, but you again, you definitely don't want to be in a position where you need an immunity, right? That it's it's a tough spot to be in. You don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, as we move on on day 36 here, you know, Sean, he's he's kind of he's his eyes locked in on the win. He wants to win immunity, and then figure it out from there. Um, he wants to exploit the Sue and Kelly conflict to his advantage, which is, you know, the perfect thing to do, right? Pull in, like, I mean, it, it's a good strategy. Like, maybe try to vote off Kelly if you can. Like, it's tough because you don't want to vote out Sue if you can because she has an alliance. Um, and you're not going to be able to do that. So, Sean does kind of get um, trapped into a corner here where this is three personal alliance in a group of five. And the other one wants immunity. Um, so, Sean, you know, if I'm Sean, the, the correct strategy here is you really... You don't want to exploit the conflict between Sue and Kelly. You really need to mend it. You need to say to Sue and Kelly, now is the time to vote off Rich, or now is the time to vote off Rudy, whatever, right? Um, maybe Rudy's a better choice because Rich is close to Sean, and Rich has that trust with Sean. Maybe, who knows, right? Um, but, you know, although it's, it might be what you think to do is exploit that conflict, and, you know, if Kelly goes home, Sean lasts another day. So it's not a terrible thought, um, but in this case, knowing that Kelly is going to win immunity, you really have to mend those fences between her and Sue and, and try to take a shot at the guys. That's definitely the move for Sean here. Um, and Sue, you know, she's kind of given up too much, a lot of hope at winning. She she realizes the position of the game, given that her and Kelly aren't too close anymore, aren't aligned anymore. She realizes her chances are dwindling. But if she can make it to three and win that last immunity, you know, she, she could win this thing. 
and that's that's her plan and it's kind of a bad plan um but i think she has to recognize that the, the conflict between her and kelly it's not worth it you have to mend those fences and take a shot at either rudy or rich here um so everyone's kind of aiming their sights on kelly moving into this immunity challenge which is the survivor witch hunt so they all have to go around the forest answer some questions um and it's, it was just a weird challenge and it's kind of the you know a flawed edition of this i'll tell you a story and answer these questions challenge they have to record themselves answering all the questions but what happens if they're wrong so i mean the only good part of this challenge is rudy going up to every single question and being like uh i don't know and then just running away like i i died of laughter every single time rudy just completely whiffed at all the questions which was hilarious even though you can hear everyone else answering um but whatever like it, at the end of the day it is a foot race of course you have to to get these five questions right or whatever but you can hear everyone else answering as well so i don't really think that it's like completely necessary that you have to actually um like be great with the answers you just have to win that foot race and who's gonna win a foot race here it's it's kelly so she she grabs all her masks she wins jeff watches the video and confirms she won immunity and that's the, that's the thing so there's an like i said it's five people there's an alliance of three um and one of and, and number four won immunity right so shauna is now number five and that's just the tough thing right um, if, if i'm sean like i said you you gather up number four who's kelly you gather up number three who's sue and you try to take a shot unfortunately sue is just too close with the guys um, and Kelly and Sue just had too big of a conflict. So, you know, it, it's tough because it, it, I think it is in Kelly and Sue's best interest, but that's just not the dynamics of the game. I think Rich does a great job of, of reeling in Sue here and making sure that Sue is good. So a lot of credit to Rich for, you know, he, he was able to get through number seven with immunity and he's able to get through um, the final five due to some good social strategy with Sue here. Um, so Rudy says, you know, it's in, it's his full intention to go to the end with Rich, and we'll talk next episode about all these different jury scenarios and, um, you know, what situations people could win in. Um, you know, and everyone just kind of talks about the next targets, right? Um, you know, Sean says everything is going to be random. There's going to be a lot of votes, votes cast in different directions. Unfortunately, I think he's still a bit oblivious. He thinks it's a free-for-all, but it's not. There is an alliance of three, and you're on the wrong side of the numbers for sure. Um, Kelly says, I'm going to vote for either Rich or Sue. It's time to get dirty. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And I just, I'm sick of these confessionals of Kelly, you know, saying that she's going to vote for her, this Toggy Alliance. She says it every single time. Uh, for the last, like, four or five votes, she said, I'm going to vote for Rich or Sue, or I'm going to vote for the Alliance. I'm done with this Alliance. But she has not cast a single vote against the Alliance yet. All she does is just throw her vote at Sean, or, or throw her vote away, or just vote with the Alliance anyway. Like, it you know, it's just, she's she's trying to act like this badass cutthroat player when she has absolutely no intention of doing any of it. Um, and I'm just, I'm so confused at Kelly's strategy, and I think she plays this very poorly. Um, and I, I don't see much situations where she wins here because she her strategy is very clear. No one, everyone's just getting tired of her because if you, you know, be friendly with the Pagan camp and say that you're their friend, friends vote with each other. Um, and it's either you have their back or you don't, and Kelly doesn't. Um, so at Tribal, Jeff talks about Kelly needing immunity, what Rich's public perception will be, Rudy flying under the radar, yada, yada, yada. Um, so we get to the vote. It's four votes against Sean, one vote against Sue, and Sean is going to end his time on Survivor here. Rich says, see you, bud. It's time. I held you here as long as I could. I'm only one man. 
I think you've stayed quite a while, Sean, given what people have been thinking of your strategy, etc. But it's time. Uh, it's down to the nitty-gritty and the wavering, offbeat strategy. It's not something that can be relied on. In these last very few important days, we'll see you at home. And that's it, right? Sean just cannot be relied on the way that Rich could rely on Sue or Rudy. And, you know, whether it's the right call, you know, I think Rich could have voted out Sue here. But there's just no telling what Sean was going to do. So it's probably the right call from Rich. And Sean says, I think I was the last good person down. I hope that's what America remember. That's the way America remembers me. I conducted myself very well here. There are people I genuinely like, but there are some very callous, cold, duplicitous people remaining in the contest. Good luck, guys. See you later, America. It's been a blast. Bye. So those are Sean's final words, and that just completely sums them up. Um, he didn't really want to play the cutthroat game, but I do think he was playing it more than he lets on. His whole goal was just to be liked by America, to be, you know, the fan favorite player. He didn't want to seem like a bad person, and he does that. So I, I give Sean more credit than most, you know. I don't think he's a great player. Like, if we're going to rank the five that have been voted out, I do think it goes Colleen, Jenna, Jervis, Sean, and then Greg. I do think Sean is a better player than Greg, believe it or not. Um, Sean recognizes the game, and although he didn't tell us and he didn't tell the other players, his strategy in his maneuvering indicates that he was locked in and he was engaged in, in privy to what's happening. Like This is a smart guy. This is a doctor. Um, he's not that dumb. Um, so I do think he had some semblance of strategy. He knew kind of how to maneuver. It's just, you know, he just couldn't make the cutthroat move and, and get rich out, right? He got unlucky with some immunity wins. You know, if he's able to survive this vote and make it to final four, then who knows what happens from there? Maybe he's able to win immunity over Kelly. It's just kind of unlucky, um, but still not great gameplay, but you know, not as bad as people think. Um, so MVP of this episode, I think Rich and Rudy do a great job. They lock in a final two. Um, and Rich specifically is surviving five, and I think he he's on a path to victory from this point on. This is step three of him winning the game. Um, LVP Sue, I think this is not the greatest look from Sue. I think you have to resolve that conflict with Kelly and move forward, and that's pretty much it. So uh, power ranking so far, Rich is at four, Rudy's at three, Sue's at one, and Kelly's at negative four, and we're going to see where this goes in the finale next week. So two-parter, next two episodes, I'll be talking about the finale, reunion, and the legacy of Borneo. Um, I'm very excited to, to wrap everything up, and I will see you then.